So this is part two of the Tikkun Abrit of Rabbi Rafael Moshe Elbaz, who gives 50 plus different ways how a person could achieve a Tikkun on uh, the stumbling of issues that have to do between him and his lusts and, uh, and, and sinning in that regard and, and uh, wasting, uh, wasting zera. Now, before I continue, I have to tell you that this was definitely written for that generation, which is, is that people were on a very high level and they felt that in order, to, uh, in order to get themselves even higher and they stumble in a certain area, uh, a small stumble, they do all types of tikkunim to elevate themselves. Hashem judges every generation according to where they're at. And if a person is going to take these tikkunim and wallow in them and become depressed by them, so that's not the purpose and it's not the right, that's not the right approach for this. A person has to keep on learning Torah besimcha, doing mitzvot besimcha, and that is, that, is, that is the greatest tikkun. And the purpose of us learning these tikkun is, first of all, each one in itself, we see a power of what it does. And regardless of the fact that somebody stumbles in it in, in the avid of tikkun akeri uh, or not, which we all stumble in, 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 in one way or another, but there is a, still an opportunity to, there's still an opportunity to, to, to grow and to do these, these um, etzot, these tikkunim that he gives us, it helps us in our daily avodat Hashem. So I'm going to continue them, but in no way do I want people to get somehow, um, you know, too caught up in it and 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 have negative um, and have negative uh, <coughs> results from it. But what they they should know is the tremendous power that there is in keeping kedusha, tremendous advantages that there are, and that everybody stumbles in at one point or another. And these are just ways to help and pick him up. So with that, let's continue. Tikkun Yud Aleph. We're going to do Bezat Hashem 10 Tikkunim today. The last one is going to have an amazing, amazing detail that he writes uh, that has to do with, uh, uh, with, uh, with uh, a detail from one of the tzaddikim of Morocco that people didn't know so much. His name was Rav Yehuda Cohen from the city of Fez. Okay, Tikkun Yud Aleph. There, if one opens up any Tehidim, he'll see that it's written over there that saying the first four Mizmorim of Tehilim, Ish, and the and the next three have a uh, have a have a tremendous advantage for Tikkun Akeri. And one of the reasons is is because there are there are three hundred and six words together with four mizmorim. Anybody who's a mathematician will tell me that three hundred and six plus four means three hundred and ten, which is Shai Olamot, which Akadosh Baruch who gives a tzaddik a hundred, a three hundred and one, a three hundred and ten worlds, which is also the gematria of Kedi, which is the gematria of Kedi. Kuf is a hundred, Rish is two hundred, and Yud is a hundred, and this is a remez leanchilu ayavai yesh otsrotem amale that that when a person is going to do the uh, read these four mizmorim, that three hundred six letter uh, words plus the four. Uh, Mizmorim, that's the 310. Hashem is going to give him a lot of bracha. Okay, so reading the first four Mizmorim of Tehidim. Next, Tikkun Yud Bet. A person should learn Chai Prakim of Mishnayot every day. That's a good said that instead of you do Daf Yomi, you also add on to yourself your schedule of learning 
18 prakim. So that is people who know the Mishnayot very well. Once again, it's a, it's a, it's a high darga. You know the great tzaddikim, they, they all learn at their table um, uh, 18 prakim of Mishnayot on Shabbat and every single day. And uh, that's, that's the sod of the pasuk. Ya'amod chai lifnei Hashem lechaper alav. Because Mishnah is otiot neshama. So you rectify many, many uh, 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 neshamot that are trapped in the, the trap of Lilith that happened through uh, wasted zera and through learning chai mishnayot is mechaye and is mechaye the neshama, which is Mishnah. Okay. Tikkun Yud Gimel, he writes about the importance of learning the Pnimiuta Torah, Sodota Torah, secrets of Torah, and it means the depth of Torah. And this is very interesting because he obviously, Sodota Torah is not like the rest of the Torah. Sodota Torah, you can't start saying my thoughts, my chidushim, what I think over here, what I think over there. It comes with tradition, right? It's called Kabbalah. Like it's written, the Rabbi Yaakov Gertzedek, who wrote commentaries on the Sefer Otsrot Chaim, writes, that if we wouldn't have, and this is his language, if we wouldn't have this chokhmah nowadays, we wouldn't be able to stand in this in this in this exile. This chokhmah is what gives us strength. And the truth is, is because when we learn the depth of Torah, we see that all of the garbage that's going outside in the street has really no meaning to it, and it's so superficial. And we know that all our actions have so, so such deep consequences. And these and these uh, and, and and these have have power to to really bring us very high at a very high levels. Like the Arizal writes that the Nistarot nowadays are like Niglot, and since there are so many Klipot, there are so many so many um, negative forces around us. A person is midbayesh to to be more of a Hasid, to, to 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 be stronger. And through limud of 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 of, of depth of Torah. We'll call it depth of Torah, and obviously it has to be somebody who 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 knows who he's learning from, and he has to learn properly and not more above his level, because a person is tested not according to the um, the amount of tzidkut that he has. A person is tested about, uh, according to the amount of knowledge that he has. So, what happens if a person has a lot of knowledge and he doesn't have that yirat shamayim? A tree, a, a wind could come and blow that tree off, like it says in Pirkei Avot. That it's Gizo is Gavoa and Shorsho is Mu'at. He doesn't have a lot of Shrashim. A wind could come and blow him off. So we're supposed to be very careful that his Yirat Shamaim is at the right level and he's not somebody dabbling in something that he, that, that he shouldn't be. So that's uh, obviously a very important uh, a very important detail. I just want to say that the Shur Le'ilu Neshama, Yosef ben Kaduri and Yosef ben Avraham, and as well as Le'rifwai, Badel Ha'im Echaim, Amram ben Ada. Okay, Tikkun Yudalid. Somebody who knows that this Chet came to him, so he should say Vidui properly. And what part of the Vidui? Obviously, Shichat Nuzera Kodesh, he, sh- he, should, he should say that Vidui, but then he should also, when he says Tafalnu sheker umirma. Tafalnu sheker umirma means we dabbled in in uh, in falsehood. Okay, so what does that have to do with tikkun nazera? Because what happens is, I said this story recently that was printed in the back of Sefer Kedusha. But there's one of these great mikubalim that dabbled in the wisdom of Torah and tried to bring Mashiach before his time, and the Yitzhahara got so much hold of him that he became the opposite. He became a tremendous rasha. 
And he says that every night he would call with Shemota Kodesh Lilit, and he would have uh, he, tremendous Averot. And that's what happens over here. It says that if somebody gets involved so much in this Avera, what, uh, there's going to be a certain shid, Shida that's going to be with him all the time. And it's going to be as like his, his Ishto. So that means, Tafallu Sheker Mimra. We attached ourselves to Sheker. Sheker means that 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 uh, a a a a false a false wife. <laughs> Even a person is not going with another lady, but it's that it's that concept. And his wife is going to think that he writes. So therefore, Sheker is Samael Mirma, which obviously the he, he is tricking himself. So that's what he's, he's dealing with falsehood. If a person, even if he says, I'm not sitting, but he deals with all types of, 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 of Yitzir Araz that he gets into, he should know that during Vidui, when he says, I'm going in falsehood to detach himself from falsehood. It's called falsehood. It's called cheating. It's called cheating to the point. So a person has to straighten himself in that regard. Yes. Yeah, he doesn't write that as Pagamnu. Pagamnu is probably as part of it, right? There's Pagamnu and there's probably uh, also he writes Shikhatnu Zera Levatala, but he doesn't write as Pagamnu. He writes, he writes specifically Tafanu Sheker Mirma. Tikkun Tetvav, such an important Tikkun. We spoke about it yesterday about the the Midah of humility, the Midah of being an Anav. And I was speaking about it yesterday because the. Uh, one of the great uh, tzaddikim, Rav David Feinstein, was niftar. And his great koach was that he was so great, but he was so humble. He made himself like everyone else. And I said yesterday there was a story about a certain bakery called Gertel's Bakery that they, uh, from the Lower East Side, and they were moving. And somebody told him, why are you moving? You're going to miss Rav David Feinstein. He says, you're telling me who Rav David is. Let me tell you about Rav David. One time it was Purim morning. And I was fixing all types of pastries and ham and tashim were coming in. It was crazy at the bakery. And I get a phone call. My father died. What am I going to do now? You know, I, I'm in the middle of doing everything and they give me a phone call and my father died. What am I going to do? I have all these workers. I have all these orders. I didn't know what to do. I'm not allowed to work. I'm an, I'm an, I'm an onen. Then Rav David Feinstein comes into the bakery, wants to give me mishloach manot. I say, Rebbe, thank you for coming. I don't know what to do. My father was nif- was niftar, and I don't know what the halacha is. Can I stay here, or can I? Can, do I have to go home? And he says, "Don't worry about it. You can't work because you're an onen. You go home. I'll take care of the bakery until other." So this is David Feinstein, eighty year old, that has the biggest questions that come to him in the world. He knows what his worth is, so you think he's going to come around? Well, me, I'm not going. What did he do? He rolled up his sleeves. He stood behind the cashier. And he was taking in the customers and clients. Or David finds it. Yes, what can I do for you? How can I help you? Do you want another donut? That's what he was doing. Purim day, no less. Purim day. These are the great. These are the great men in Am Yisrael. The great men in Am Yisrael. The more they're great, they humble themselves. What a tremendous lesson. So that's Amidata Anava. So when a person has Amidata Anava, he's shobet all the klipot, and especially because. When you say uh, uh, there's a mizmor, Hashem lo gavalibi v'lo ramu enayl, that's a tikkun that um, uh, uh, that's that's connected gematrias ma'el, which is the mikora gaava. 
Anava is also Gimatriel Samael. It's known, we've said this many times, by Rav Yaakov Abu Chatzera, and it's Shober the Klipot. Unbelievable. Tikkun Tetzayin. Okay, these next Tikkunim are going to be things that are a little bit above us, but he should say the Pasuk, Or Zarua Tzadik, which is Sofetevot Kera Sata Kera. With the Kolel, the Gematria is... is, is um, is is the gematria of tzaddik is with safetivot with, kra gamlet tzaddiki makalol gematria a certain name of Hashem of Yud Kevavke how you spell it out and he should be mechaven to be korei the klipot ul yeshelev simcha which is safetivot tov so or zarul tzaddik safetivot kra and yeshelev simcha which is safetivot tov and which is the gematria tov, that is. Not, not, it doesn't come to Yashar tov, but it's the gematria of tov. And if he has this, this kavanah, especially on Lel Yom Kippur, it is a, it is a tikkun. It's right away it's written to say this pasuk on Erev Yom Kippur. It's a tikkun that, that la, night, of Erev Yom Kippur, uh, night of Kippur, he doesn't have anything wrong. Also, the Brachav Tkabe Shofar, if you see all the Sephardi Sidurim, they say to have kavanah in the name Chet Bet Vav, Chabu. Okay? Just saying that kavanah. Next, tikkun Yud Chet. That when a person does a mitzvah, this is so important, and he sweats in the mitzvah, there's a tremendous tikkun. When you bake matzot, they tell you this. When you bake matzot, you sweat, that has a tremendous, tremendous uh, tikkun. And also when you go visit the, uh, visit the sick, or you visit those who need help, or you help bury the mitim. Sometimes there's going to be on hillies. They say, we need somebody for a minyan, please go. You go there and you're, you're osik in the, in the kvura. Tremendous mitzvah. And when you sweat in it, it's even more. Next, I'll just tell you one story on this that the Rebbe of the Khatam Sofer about the Rebbe of the Khatam Sofer one time the students of the Khatam Sofer saw him um, in an inn and they saw somebody paying back a loan and they saw that person giving him an extra something interest and the Khatam Sofer held on to it and people saw this in the window and they said how could it be he's taking a repeat the whole Khatam Sofer. So they went to Khatam Sofer and they said, Rebbe, we don't understand. You're not supposed to take Ribit. He smiled at them. And he says, I didn't take Ribit. I, I looked at it and I gave it back. So they said, oh, we didn't see that part, Rebbe. We're sorry for accusing you. But why did you hold it like you wanted to take it before you gave it back? He says, let me explain to you. Let me, explain, let me give you a story. Once there was a certain captive in another city with that my Rebbe, Rabbi Nathan Adler, the holy Rabbi Nathan Adler, was involved with. And he had to go, and he was convinced that there was a mitzvah pikuach nefesh, and he had to go save that person. So, uh, so he got into his carriage, and it was snowing. I know in L.A. here, we don't know about snow, but in some places in the world, it snows, and they go into their carriage, and, and it was freezing. And as I'm going into the carriage with Rabbi Nathan Adler, we're studying and we're learning Torah four hours straight until finally we get to a snowbank that we got stuck. We couldn't pass the snowbank. My Rabbi didn't give up. He told the owner, go get another horse. He told, not the owner, the carriage guy, go get another horse uh, uh, a little, uh, uh, a little uh, and, and uh, to help us get through this, we have to go for the mitzvah. So the, the, the head of the carriage went and finally after an hour that they're just waiting and, and, and learning, he comes back and the next thing the Khatam Sofer sees, he sees his Rebbe, Rabbi Nathan Adler, with his socks, jumping and dancing of joy in the snow. He says he must have lost his mind or something. It's so cold, brain freeze or something. What happened? 
Rabbi Nathan Adler tells him, don't you see? The, 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 the horseman brought back an ox and he put an ox together with a horse. That's the Avera of Kilaim, of breeding. When did I ever think I'm ever going to fulfill this mitzvah of not having to sit in a carriage with, with, with oxen and horse? I'm so happy I came out and I danced. Said the Khatam Sofer, don't you understand? That's what over here, I had the opportunity of giving back ribit. What would that ever happen to me? I was so happy. I was relishing in the mitzvah of giving it back before I gave it back. So that's relishing in the mitzvah. And if you relish and you, and you put effort and you sweat in the mitzvah, how much greater? That's tikkun uh, yudchet. Uh, tikkun yutet, the final one that we're going to talk about today, is before a person passes away, they should make sure that none of their children go after their mitzvah. This is the minag of Yerushalayim. It's not our minhag, but in Yerushalayim, they say that the children shouldn't go after the kiver because what happens is, is that a person, after he dies, he has also a lot of uh, children that he created uh, in non-kosher manners. That means through a wasted seed. He doesn't see those children. So when he says no children should come to the Levaya, that means his real children and also the not, not real children. And not only that, he says there are that, those who command 10 people who learned Torah and went to the mikveh, that they should be the one that should, uh, should deal with his tahara and they should dress him and, they should, and, and, and nobody else should touch him. And he says, The great Rav Yehuda Kohen, which I, when I went to the Kever, in by Rav Yehuda Kohen, there was a big monument, Rav Yehuda Kohen. I didn't, I didn't know anything too much about him. But you see how much they speak about great fear. Rabbi Rafael Moshe Elbaz from the 1800s, a friend of Rav Yehuda Kohen, that Rav Yehuda Kohen only trusted him in his in Naskama to his books, so uh, so so you, you see how he held of Rav Yehuda Cohen. We don't know too much about, but how he was very careful that during the Levaya Bichlal in Morocco and you know in the city of Fez, but in other places as well, they were very meticulous about certain things. But another thing that they did, he says, that they would do Shiva Kafot, and every time by that Kafot they would say the pasuk with Ibnei Apilakshim Shanatan Avraham Matanot. They would they would um, they and they would throw a little gold dust around. I don't know if you ever, I've seen this done, that they, they go around the kever in Yerushalayim, they do it many times, and they say this pasuk, and one of the reasons why they do this is that they're chasing away the bad children and the bad spirits, and they throw to them matanot, gifts, gold dust, like go, go, go after the matanot, just don't come over here, which was Avraham Avinu, he gave to his false children, the Bnei Apilakshim, false gifts, so that they should just leave him alone. These are the ten tikkunim rabotai. So the first one is, is, uh, is, uh, is that we said today is saying the first four mizmorim. Second, reading 18 prakim of mishtayot. Third, learning sodota Torah, if you're on the level, of course. Four is that uh, when you say, when you say vidui, you should tafanu shekel mirma. Five, anava. Six, orzaru ala tzadik ulishelev simcha, you say the pasuk. Seven in Birkat Kabeshofar Chabu. That you say the Kavana, you think about the Kavana of Chabu. <coughs> then you th- the next the next one is that you should have whenever you do uh, you do uh, uh, you do mitzvot, it should be with sweat and with effort. And the last tikkun we said today is that before Khazushalam somebody dies, he has people who know what they're doing and their mitzvot a half proper uh, um, uh, they take proper uh, properly care of his kever. Chazaku Baruch. <laughs>